0: Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 45 of the Microgreens podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how high to cut your microgreens when you harvest them. I'm also going to add on to that when to harvest your microgreens. So let's get on, let's get on with the second one first. Like, so when do you harvest your microgreens? And I'm just going to have to say it really depends. And my advice to you is to sample your microgreens as they grow to determine when you want to eat them because there's several things to consider. One is obviously flavor. As microgreens grow and develop, they will change their flavor profile a little bit. Not only just flavor, but texture. For example, broccoli microgreens. I like to harvest my broccoli microgreens generally before most people do, when they're pretty young. I don't like them as they get older. The stems seem to get a little bit stringier, maybe a little bit fuzzy. They're just The texture just isn't as good, and I don't think the flavor, the flavor is a little bit sharper. I just don't think it's as sweet as when I harvest broccoli microgreens at a younger stage. Same with radishes, right? You pretty much have like a two-day window with radishes of when you can harvest them. Either they're too small or they get too large and start to get fuzzy, and then they just don't taste good. So some microgreens, the choice is sort of made for you. But with all the other microgreens, you really should just take your time, clip off a little bit, and taste them to see if you like that flavor and then just sort of either remember the size that they are so that you can harvest them all at that stage or to let them continue growing. For example, kales or mustards, maybe you'll like the flavor better when they get to the true leaf stage. So my advice on when to harvest microgreens is to sample them throughout their growing period to see when you like them the best. Now, if you're growing for other people, then that's going to be your decision on how much mass they have, if they're worthwhile harvesting, or what you think the other people would like. Or if you're harvesting them for chefs, you probably will want to ask them at what stage or what flavor profile they would like them. You're probably better off giving chefs samples a week apart and see what stage they want their microgreens harvested at. As far as what level I cut them above the soil, it really, again, depends sort of on the microgreens. But for the most part, and we're going to generalize here, for most microgreens, I cut them about a quarter inch above the soil. I don't really want any of the soil particles on there. Generally, the lower part of the stem is um, the tougher part. So I generally cut, cut them about a quarter inch above. Both the leaf and the stem have vitamins and minerals in them, in it. Um, there is a study out. I think I have a download in the seed density course, and I probably will put it in a nutritional course too where some scientists tested amaranth and found out that generally there are more vitamins in the leaves than the stems and there are more minerals in the stems than leaves, but both had all the vitamins and minerals in them just at different concentrations. So there's no advantage or disadvantage to cut high or low depending on the nutrient value. It's just all about texture and flavor. Sunflowers, I don't really like the long stems, although when I do cut them for customers, I include the stems as part of the weight. But when I eat them myself as a snack, I generally just eat the leaves and throw the stem away. If I'm putting them in something, I will chop up the stems and include the stems, the sunflower stems along with the leaves, if I'm chopping them up. But if I'm eating them for a snack, it's generally just the leaves, not the stems. So again, I cut them as low as I can without including any soil or perlite or maybe any mold that might be happening to grow down towards the bottom of the base. Now for the microgreens that regrow, we're talking peas, onions, leeks, cilantro, celery, any of the ones that will regrow, I usually cut them quite high. But again, the height is really dependent on on the microgreen. For example, celery microgreens are not going to get as tall as pea microgreens, obviously. So I try to leave a set of leaves remaining growing in the tray. And for things that don't have leaves, like onions, I generally cut them about a half an inch to a three quarters of an inch um, above the soil surface. Again, these grow, uh, onions and leeks grow from the middle up, so you're not losing any really growing tip. But if you cut all the leaves off peas, they're going to struggle to grow. If you cut all the leaves off cilantro, they're not going to grow. And celery, it's really kind of hard to determine where to cut them because they are sort of lower growing as microgreens. So I sort of just cut them high, like three-quarters of an inch to an inch above the soil. And some will grow back and some won't, but they fill back in. So those are a little bit tougher. I'm not really uh I don't really like have any certain height. I just sort of take the knife and go about three-quarters of an inch to an inch above the top of the soil for celery. I haven't tested it, but I think the higher you cut them, the faster they're gonna regrow for you. Now with peas, it doesn't really make much difference. They grow fast anyways. But for celery, even onions and cilantro, you have a lot of time growing that first tray. So we don't want to cut them so low that we lose a second cutting. We want to get as much out of that as we can. And it doesn't make much sense to cut them down and then get rid of them and start growing a new tray, unless you're selling them for customers. This is for your own use. If you're selling them for customers, you should just just start them right from scratch to begin with. Peas may be the exception to that, but onions and cilantro and parsley and any of the ones that will regrow. For customers, you should grow fresh. That's my opinion anyways. You can do what you want to, but in my opinion, you should regrow those fresh for your customers. But for your own use, cut enough off of them to make sense to use them at that time and then leave as much as you make sense to let them regrow so that you get a second cutting off of them. I know I haven't written much of anything on what microgreens will regrow. It's just, I don't know, I get tired of growing them at a certain stage and I want to start something new. But as I start growing these varieties one by one in more detail for the membership site, I will probably definitely do a whole regrowing thing. Even if I know they're not going to regrow, I'm going to show you what happens if you leave them after you harvest them. That way there's just no doubt. I think you're going to see a lot more dynamic articles from me in the future. So basically articles that start... It may not be completely finished by the time I publish them. But as time goes on, I'll be adding more and more to those articles. So I'm just going to call them the dynamic articles. But anyway, that's a topic for another podcast. Right now, I'd like to remind you that I do have that free microgreen course. Go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash course if you haven't already registered for it. It's a free, it's a 12-lesson course, shows you how to grow microgreens. It is the weighted blackout method. But again, that method will grow any microgreen. There are some other methods that grow a few microgreens a little bit better than the weighted blackout method, but as far as I know, there's any microgreen I've grown anyways, I can grow it with the weighted blackout method, and it goes into it in depth, right from where to grow microgreens in your home, what trays to use, what lights to use, to planting your microgreens, to putting them in the blackout, to caring for them, for watering them, for harvesting them, and what to do afterwards. Of course, contains everything. I think it's a two-hour video course broken up into 12 different lessons. And then there's a whole bunch of links and additional photographs and some downloads that give you a little bit more information and detail. So again, you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash course, C-O-U-R-S-E, to register for the free course. And let's not forget about the Home Microgreens store. If you're getting something out of these podcasts or my articles, that's how you can support me by purchasing microgreen seeds and supplies right out of the home microgreens store. So in summary, for most microgreens, I cut them about a quarter of an inch above the soil surface, maybe even a little bit lower, but generally you want to say a quarter inch. Now those are for the broccolis, the kales, the red cabbages, etc. For microgreens that regrow, peas, some of the herbs except basil, which doesn't really regrow that well, onions, I cut them a little bit higher generally about an inch, three quarters of an inch to an inch, or even a little bit higher for some like peas. Try to cut them at a level where I get some benefit out of what I've harvested, but still leave enough green on the tray so that they can regrow easier. I can show you the best ways to grow microgreens and how to care for them, but as far as eating them, really all that is up to you. It's up to you to decide what flavors you like, what stage, what growth stage you think those microgreens taste better. So it's a little bit of trial and error on your part. I think it's even worthwhile on your the first time you grow a tray of a certain variety of microgreens is maybe just leave a little bit in a tray, let them keep growing and see how they do develop. Maybe you'll like the flavor of the microgreen at a later stage. So don't take anybody's word for it. Just sample it as you go. And when it no longer tastes any good for you, you know that you need to harvest it before it reaches that growth stage. I hope you found this podcast helpful and the information useful. If you did, again, you can support the podcast by going to the whole Microgreen store and making a purchase. There's also a link in the show notes where you can help support the microgreen podcast to keep these episodes coming to you weekly. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicagreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.